Welcome back. The gang is together again. Mike is here. We missed you last week. So happy to have you back. Um, the Valspar finishes up. Taylor Moore is your winner. But we've got a lot of stuff to get into this week. So just real quick, Mike, I know you weren't here last week, but how are things going for you? You know, it's good to be back. It's definitely good to be back. It's end of quarter. It's kind of crazy at work, but, you know, nice to get a break. Talk about golf with the guys. There you go. Well, definitely happy to have you back. Mike, um, I'm sorry. Sterling, how are you doing this week? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, how are you, Madison? You feeling all right? You feeling better? You know, I still do not feel good. Um, you, went, you went dark you, on I, me on Friday. You can still hear it a little bit in my voice. I still got the cough. Um, I can't get rid of it. I don't know really what's what else to do at this point. Um, just got right. a, a little flu bug and um, yeah, still dealing with it. A little bit of karma, maybe. Karma for. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Were you guys able to watch any golf this weekend? Mike, I know you've been busy. I did. I did, even though it's one of the greatest weekends in sports that just passed. Not talking about the Valspar. Yeah. So, uh, I did I did catch the final round. Yeah, so I actually watched um, a little bit of the the paint bucket open. Um, not much, but I did watch a little bit of it because I did see that Tommy Fleetwood was in contention. But I actually watched um, a decent amount of live final round coverage this week. Um, I mentioned for their first event, I had it planned. I was going to watch some of it and it just ended up completely blanking and didn't see any of it. But um, yeah, I mean, I have to say the the TV coverage seems to be about the same that I saw on the app. It is nice to have it on the TV. It's easy to find. Um, I think, Sterling, one of the, the things that you had talked about when it was on YouTube maybe was just the the scoreboard, how it's just it, it does take up a lot of the screen and um, it's always doing something. So it's kind of taking your eyes away from the golf a little bit. But I mean, overall, I thought the the delivery was good. They don't do a plane through though. It just cuts to commercial. Um, so that was, that was a little bit of a bummer, but other than that, I, I thought the coverage um, as far as what you're actually seeing was, was decent kind of flipping back and forth between the two. Sterling, were you able to watch either one on Sunday? I watched absolutely no goal. Actually, no. So I didn't watch either the PJ tour or live. I did watch a little bit of the champions tour. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I was at X Golf on Sunday, uh, playing in a tournament, and they had the Champions Tour on Golf Channel. I uh, saw Bern, Bernhard Langer, and Miguel Angel Jimenez. Is that you say? Mm-hmm. Um, lose to somebody. Couldn't tell you who they lost to. Um, was definitely more focused on X Golf instead of that. But that's about the only golf I watched this weekend. So uh, I'll ask. I mean. Not that it really matters. What do you think of the coverage for the Champions Tour? I mean, that's obviously not not really in the same realm, but I think, think if you're all? I think if you're a fan of the Champions Tour, you're pretty pleased because they have pretty decent coverage, especially on Saturday and Sunday, because all the PGA Tour coverage goes to CBS or NBC. Um, so yeah, if you're a Champions Tour fan, I mean, I would I'd be pretty happy with the coverage. Yeah, I, and really kind of getting back to what you were saying, Mike, this this is a tough week anyways um, for for golf. And I'd say in most sports in, in general, it, it's March Madness. We're in the thick of it. We've already had a couple upsets. 
I mean, some fantastic basketball that's going on there. It's really kind of tough to watch golf um, when there's just it's March Madness. I mean, I don't really know what else to say. So. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I. I did watch. I said I watched the uh, the final round yesterday. I watched the final round very quickly yesterday, kind of between games in the tournament. But you know, Madison, I want to know from you. You said that the coverage of Live was kind of the same, but what about what was covered? Was it worth watching, or do so, you feel like you'll never get that time in your life back? No, I mean, if you just want to watch golf, um, I think it was. It was pretty much the same that you'd see on the PGA Tour. Um, they they kicked it over a couple. They kind of did this back and forth a little bit with, and I, I can't. I feel so bad right now. I can't remember her name, but I know her. It's Sue something. I can't Man, remember her last name. Yes, yeah, whatever her. Um, yes. I just I don't I don't get a lot from her like for the on course stuff. Um, and I got to be honest with you, I didn't really miss. Uh, David Flaherty uh, on uh, on David Flaherty on coverage. I just when when someone's kind of like eating the mic the whole time. I just I don't know. I it doesn't really um, I don't know. And surround sound it sounds pretty awful. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I think you know, just for a casual golfer, just or a golf fan, just wanting to watch some coverage on TV, I thought it was I thought it was fine. I thought it was okay. I'm not wasn't blown away by anything. I guess if if that's if that's what you're what you're looking for. I know everyone has has kind of the the live fans have said it is so much different. You know, it's the the don't blink and and all that. Uh, I didn't really get that. I, it just kind of it's still golf coverage. Still golf coverage, but when you're watching it and you've got a Danny Lee. Carlos Ortiz and Louie playoff, you're thinking, why are we doing this? Or are you thinking, oh my God, this is the greatest thing I could possibly be watching in the golf world? Well, and you know, this is the the thing that I think is, is interesting, right? Because the debate has always been strength of field, strength of field, strength of field, right? I mean, they do have some of the top players that they were able to get from the PGA tour, but what we've seen of that top talent with let's take DJ out of the equation, right? DJ won last year, the, the season long race, all of that. But look at the other guys that they really paid the most money to. And those they're, they're not really doing anything. So we talk about strength of field and how it's, I think one of the, I I saw a, a, a reporter or it was some blog podcast that asked a question to, um, Danny Lee. And they said, so how does it feel to win a tournament um, with the strongest field this week or something along those lines, like the strongest field in golf this week? How does it feel to be the winner of that tournament? And of course, you know, he's like, oh, it's it's great and all that. But I just think it's such a loaded question because, yeah, I mean, you've got some good players there, but they really haven't done anything since they've been there. But you have the likes of Charles Howe III and Danny Lee winning and not taking anything away from them. But you look at Charles Howe III's winning history or history on the PGA Tour, he has three wins in over 600 starts. Danny Lee has one win in over 300 starts. They go to live, which is supposed to be an even more challenging 
tour invitational series, whatever you want to call it, and they can go and win on their like the first or second try. It just seems a little interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, you've got the last two winners are guys who are both solid players, sure, but they were nothing but really field fillers on the right. PGA tour, you know, who had maybe, you know, an average chance of winning anytime they teed it up, but certainly, certainly were nothing special. Certainly, you know, did nothing to make you think that, uh, wow, you know, those were two great gets for Liv. Like, oh, wow, when they got Danny Lee, that really changed things. No, that's said absolutely no one. So, yeah, but there's your winner. So, yeah. Sterling, what do you, what are you thinking about as far as, you know, what, as, you know, we've talked about Liv, everything along those lines. What do you think about the past couple winners? Who won the first event? Charles Howe the third. Remember, we talked about this because we all said, "Oh, you're the third. He's the third. So on and so forth." Yeah, I mean, pretty forgettable, right? I mean, clearly. Um, I've always liked Charles Howe the third, and I've always liked Danny Lee. So I'm. I don't know if I want to say I'm happy for him, um, but I'm glad they got paid. Um, Two. Two guys that have always been, you know, C-listers, I guess, on the PGA Tour. Um, Danny Lee and Ricky Fowler kind of had a little bit of back and forth, uh, taking, I guess, pranking each other on the PGA Tour. But that was always about it for Danny Lee. And Charles Howe was always great golf swing, but never really won a whole lot on the PGA Tour. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. Didn't watch, like I said, any of the coverage. Um how how is the golf? What were the scores like for uh, this week? I think at least thirty of the players were even or better. So it 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 was better than than normal, um, I'd say. But you still look at you know one of the the more surprising players, right? Someone who did get paid um, a decent amount of money, Bryson DeChambeau finishes forty fourth out of a forty eight million field plus seven. You know he hasn't really done much since going to live. Uh, I know that. He's had some, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say health um, issues per se. I mean, some, I know he had some injuries um, and he's kind of trying to rehone his swing, maybe not so much for speed and distance like he had been with all that bulk and trying to, I guess, reperfect that. But he really hasn't done much over there. And who's the other big name? I thought. Well, real quick, um, Bryson's yeah. team did win the first week. So congratulations there. But he also is going through a, a bunch of he, – he dropped um, – oh, Lord, Cobra. He's no longer a Cobra golfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but he did do a What's in the Bag on his YouTube channel. And he's got, like, ping irons. Um, mm. I believe he has a Stealth and a ping uh, G430 that he's trying out, but the Stealth is in the bag. Basically, every club is brand new in his golf bag. I'm um, still using the one length irons, but now from ping. So I think that's kind of why he isn't playing uh, too well right now, trying to figure out what his bag is going to look like going forward as a free agent. I bet ping is thrilled to have him. I bet the engineers there just can't wait to have him get in the, uh, get in the lab with them and, you know, start, start tweaking things, get some of his input on, you know, construction techniques and, 
you know, that sort of thing, moving mass around, you know, definitely, definitely think they've got to be thrilled to have that kind of, that kind of a scientific mind on the staff now. Yeah. That feels a little tongue in cheek, uh, Mike, just but, a, little, uh... a little, maybe <laughs> just absolutely a little, do you guys think Bryson really likes golf? Yeah. I think he loves golf. I think he, I think almost to an obsessive extent though, where it's never good enough. And I think that's why he's always trying to, to tweak, to just gain just marginal, um, like a marginal distance, ball speed, yeah. everything like that. Just really trying to factor everything in down to like, you know, the smallest decimal point that he can. And that's where I think it, it kind of loses it for him. But no, I think he's obsessed with it. I think he loves it. I think he loses the artistry of the game um, a little bit. Um, just not really a field player. Everything's all mechanical. So that's where I think he kind of struggles with for me. I, I don't see any joy there. I don't see any, like, you know, it's all pain. It's, it's. I think of late, it's been, it's been all pain. I don't know. I mean, if you go back and watch the long drive, I saw some joy there. Oh yeah, I think there's joy there in long drive, but as far as playing golf, not participating in long drive, but actually playing rounds of golf. You know, I don't know. I think at best he's tortured, but you know, I don't yeah. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't see where it really brings him any happiness. I could totally see him committing himself to long drive to YouTube and to things of that nature and not really wanting to be a competitive golfer. Yeah. I mean, I think I definitely think the long drive is, is something he, he is interested in. And like you said, the YouTube scene, but I think ultimately he really wants to be And it's, I know we talk about like kind of the history thing. Like, do you still get, get named in history or being one of the best, the greatest when you when you move on to another tour like live but i still think he kind of wants to be held in the in the same regard as as some of them so i think he's still gonna kind of push but i wanted to to see if you guys had heard of some of the changes to live this season um this was in a alan shipnuck um, article that he had written so the big change um and I guess some of the players have, have learned this of late as well. 2023 was supposed to kind of still be a, a testing season for live. And then 2024 was supposed to be when everything kicks off moving to a 14 um, event series or year that's actually been sped up. So 2023, now they're originally going to do 10. They are doing 14. Now um, the team franchises are expected to go up for sale next year, starting at a, at a nine figure valuation. Um, the other big thing I think is interesting because last year, of course, the four aces cleaned up Pat Perez, especially who didn't really do anything in the individual competition, but with the four aces continuing to win, made a boatload of cash. I think it was 38 million. I got to double check that made a boatload of cash just from the team winnings. Now the team winnings will go back into a team fund. So it won't actually go to the individual players um, on the team. It'll go into a team fund because it's going to be run more as a business model. So really what that means is the team fund would then pay for travel expenses, hotels, everything like that, which would be another change from what happened last year when Liv was basically picking up the tab for, for all of that as well. Um, 
it sounds like three teams have secured corporate sponsorships that would be released at a later date, but the rest of them would need to secure some sort of um, corporate deal in place uh, to kind of continue on their branding. So any thoughts on, on those? So I had heard that starting this year, the teams are supposed to be funding their own expenses, paying their own way. And I'm wondering how many of the guys who signed up really understood that. You know, I'm wondering if they were really grasping how that was going to work. So it'll be interesting to see how much teams like the Majestics who are, are bringing up the rear are actually, how much are they clearing on a tournament? I would, I would really, really love to know, you know, what are those, what are those financials? What do they look like? Um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to hear that they think that, uh, team franchises are going to go for nine figures. I'd love to know where they think that decimal point is in those nine figures. They, they might, uh, it might not be exactly where they, they think it's going to be, especially when they're, when they're pulling 140,000 households viewing their final round, you know, is that a compelling product for sponsors? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just going to be, you know, finding where the viewership is. Now, they always claim that overseas viewership is much higher than U.S. based. And maybe that's where they'll find it. Um, maybe in some of the Asian markets, which are absolute golf fanatics, um, that could be something where they could find some investments. Um, that, that sounds a lot to me like that, you know, apocryphal, you know, girlfriend in Canada type thing. That <laughs> overseas, that overseas viewership market. I, I would love to actually see some hard figures on that. Yeah. Good luck with that. But yeah, I mean, if you look at it right now, the majestics, the cliques and, and smash, um, you know, all kind of, kind of at the bottom of this past week. I don't know what they have as far as overall standings. Let me see if I can pull those up real quick. Um, yeah. So pretty much the same thing. So in that case, I mean, do they find themselves in the red at the end of the year? Like, were you taking expenses and everything? Is it? Are you looking at P and Ls and be like, well, you know, we might have to shut this branch down again. I would love, <laughs> I, I would love to see that. I would, I would absolutely love to see the, uh, you know, send me the, send me the ten k on that. Yeah. I want to go. Th- I want to go through the numbers. Yeah, I want to see how they're doing. Yeah, are, like, are buying or selling. You know, are they putting that thing up on? Uh, you know, are they starting a GoFundMe? Yeah, in order to get from event to event. You never I know. Think, I think they'll make it so that every team makes enough money to cover all of that. I think it'll be a scripted a little bit. So you don't think there's going to be like a, uh, you know, a Scranton situation where they're absorbing another branch, the players come over, that kind of thing. You think they're they're going to always make sure someone's got a little bit of money in their pot? Yeah, because that like who's going to want to sponsor a team if they're going to finish dead last. Well, and that's maybe what they're looking for, right? Someone comes in and, and spot like, and then again, I don't know who would sponsor the majestics or the cliques right now, but maybe that's what they're hoping that they will kind of continue to funnel the money in for sponsorship deals. But you look at the majestics, which is, you know, who's on that team on the majestics. Yeah. Ian Poulter. Is it Lee Lee Westwood? Westwood. Westwood. Is Stenson on that team? I think he is, right? 
Uh, yeah, Henrik Paul Stinson, Casey, I'm not sure. Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, and Sam Horsfield. That's your that's your team with the uh, tri captains, right? Yeah, they, they switch every week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Only Sam Horsfield doesn't get it. That's got a. That's cool. So that's the majestics, and then on the cliques, which are you know kind of right beside them or right in front of them, Martin Keimer, Richard Bland, Laurie Cantor, Graham McDowell, and. Burn Viesberger, but so they have five. So is, who's on the bench? Is it Lori Cantor? Who can who can say? Somebody's got to be on the bench. Um, but yeah, like you think about it, who's going to be a corporate sponsor for for that group? I don't do know. They, how do they work that? Do they rotate one guy out? You know, kind of like rec league volleyball, try to get everybody playing time. I mean. I don't know. It's if if we look back at it, right the the whole the whole format and and what Live was built on originally, right the the lotto draws, the picking party, everything like that. It's just completely different now. It's so it's so changed, and now it's like instead of that, it's like these are our teams, these are our players moving forward. Give us a bunch of money and sponsor the teams. Give us a bunch of money to sponsor or the team and the value you get for this is you know who can say i mean i i guess they'll wind up doing corporate events i guess Think yeah that nature i mean you know if i'm if i'm if i'm rolling up with nine figures to sponsor to sponsor a team in a saudi-backed league and you know, doing whatever kind of reputational harm that might do for me, or maybe it's okay. I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe Halliburton's going to sponsor a team. I mean, who can, who can say who's uh, line? I mean, other than what is it? Easy post. Mm -hmm. Who's um, who's shown up, you know, and I guess big fans of P Reed. So, you know, they're going to back him wherever he goes. And, you know, that, that's good that they're true to their guy, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got to know what, what am I getting for my investment dollar? sponsoring a team on live you know yeah get my get my name on the uh get my name on the team uh the team shirts and on the bags and those sorts of things but yeah 140 households watching not so sure about it yeah sterling you had some thoughts yeah i think we need to move on to the, the <laughs> delman <laughs> all right well <laughs> We right, talked a lot more about yeah. Liv than I ever thought we would bother. You know, I finally watched it, and I think that's what, what kind of got us down this rabbit hole. But uh, we're going to move on from Liv. Well, actually, just jump back real quick to the Valspar. I just had two two quick things. Um, Mike, I know we talked about it before. Tommy Fleetwood, can he get it done? Can he be a winner on the PGA Tour? I thought it was going to happen this week. Another swing and a miss. Breaking my heart. Tommy, you are breaking my heart. Please, please, please. You've got to find a way to get it done. Got to find a way to get it done. I thought we had it this week, you know, and then, you know, two to get out of a bunker. That's, yeah, that's a tough scene. That's a really, really tough scene. And especially with Jordan kind of faltering down the stretch, I thought this was, you know, prime week to be able to do it. Bogey's a par five that, you know, everyone else is birdieing. That's that's just yeah, yeah. Not getting so, it done. 
So do you think he gets it done this year? Do I think he gets it done this year? I would I would love to know what the rest of his PGA Tour schedule is like because I wonder how many more non-designated events he's going to play because just mathematically that's his best shot. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's going to pick off one of the three US-based majors. I just Mm-mm. I don't think that's going to happen. And then, you know, if his other if his other PGA Tour tournaments are uh if they're all designated events, yeah, I don't I don't like his chances much. Yeah, I agree. Well, hopefully it comes sooner than later. Um the other big totally news pulling totally pulling for him. Yeah, the other big news um Sunday was the final round for Webb Simpson and Paul Tesori. Um their partnership is, has ended after 12 years. Paul Tesori wasted no time uh hopping right on Cam Young's bag and it could have been the reason of the split. I know Webb is, has struggled of late. He just got his first top 10 and I'm not even sure how long. So obviously what do we think Paul Tesori is the winner in this in this breakup? Oh yeah, he he definitely upgraded. Uh, I don't know if there's any. I mean, I think he upgraded, but again, what has Cam done? Oh jeez, what has Cameron Young done recently? I agree. Um, he was Rookie of the Year last year, but I guess my question to this is: having a veteran on the bag like Paul Tasori, do you think that then gives him the edge he needs? to to kind of move forward and and make those big jumps. I mean, if we look at kind of like a Scotty Scheffler situation, Scott, yeah. He I adds mean, Ted Scott to the bag and it completely changes his his PGA future. I don't know. Could be wrong, but I'm just seems like could be perfect timing. But we'll see this week. Yeah, do you have Cam Young make out of the uh first round? Uh hold on, let me pull up my uh He's got Sepp Straka, Corey Connors, Connors and was it David? David. Davis Thompson? David. I don't know. I, I got, yeah, it should be. D Thompson. Lefty? Yeah, I don't I don't know if I got Cam Young making it out of round one. Oh, yeah. I think you got Cam Young making it out of round one. All he right. Definitely so, getting out of round two. So since we're talking about no, no, it. No, no, no. There's no way he gets past. There's no way he gets past Rom. So since we're talking about it, WGC match play is this week. I mean, could you, you've got brackets for basketball. We've got brackets for golf. I, it's just an exciting time to be a sports fan. So just a couple of these, I kind of want to go through. Does anyone have a pick for overall winner just right out of the gate? Yeah, Jason Day. Yeah. Ooh. God. Oh. <laughs> what is hey, that hold reaction? On. Uh, hold on. Is this the script? Is this no, the no, script no. that we're talking about? No. no okay. I'm off the script. I can't. Okay. Uh, Vegas. Uh, Definitely listened to the podcast two weeks ago, and yeah, I don't know. Rory and John Rom didn't make the cut for the players, um, but yeah, I'm off the script. I got Jason Day going all the way. Um, a very tough uh, first round with Kyle Morikawa, Adam Svensson, and Victor Perez, and then cleaning up Victor Hovland in the second round, beating up on Scotty Scheffler in the quarterfinals. Taking down Max Homa in the semifinals and then beating, who did I have? Terrell Hatton in the finals. Wow, that is quite the uh quite the bracket there. You know, it's a year for upsets. 
in one bracket, but I don't know that there's going to be that many in this one. I just, I tried to find, I tried to find some and I just kept coming back to, I think Rom gets back on track and I think he just rolls. I think he's annoyed. He's grumpy. He hasn't what? been playing well. He's had a little time to get his thoughts together. And I think he just absolutely pummels everyone in his way. And he just scowls his way, scowls his way to a three and two victory over Scheffler. A lot of unfinished business there between wow. Scheffler and match play. And I think, yeah. So I kind of want to pause real here and kind of, and, talk about the past champions right so you you look at like a powerhouse like a a rory a rom scotty scheffler well scotty scheffler's in a different world right because he he won last year but if you look at the past champions before that do you remember who won in 2021 um was that horschel it was billy horschel let's go mike and then 2019 DJ, baby. Nope, that would be Dang. Kevin Kisner. That would be Kiz in 19. Yeah. DJ 19. 18. Uh, DJ was 17. We had Bubba oh. in 18. And then your pick, Jason Day in 2016. Yes, Jason yes, Day also in 2014, if we're taking it back that far. Now, that was prime Jason Day. I just want to throw that out there. But if we look at the, the past winners, it's not necessarily the... I would say the the front runners that are taking it. It's I would say a little more underdog. Billy Horschel, Kevin Kisner, Scotty Scheffler going into this event was still kind of an underdog at this point. Tell me I'm wrong, Sterling. You're wrong. How? He had just won Bay Hill. He had just won the uh, W. The Waste Management. The waste management. Okay. Waste man. He yeah, he's the number wins. one player in the world. Two wins, yeah. right? But also but still underdog. very very unproven when it comes to match play or anything like that. He had just dominated in the Ryder Cup. You know well, that yeah. Dell match yeah. play is not yeah. the yeah. same that's thing. That's what I'm talking that's about. That's merely an exhibition. You know that Dell match play is not the same thing at all. Are we saying it's more important didn't than Jeff, the Ryder Cup? Didn't no, Jeff I'm just saying more variables, different people all the time. Didn't Scheffler go pretty deep? When? Year before last. I can't I believe. In 21? I can't I believe you guys. I thought he went pretty deep in 21. I can't believe you guys are saying Scotty Scheffler was an underdog last year. I'm That's not nuts. saying he's an underdog. Are you kidding me? Last year. No, he's not. He wasn't an underdog last All right. year. Dominated in the Ryder Cup. Scotty number Scheffler one player was, in the world. Scotty Scheffler was runner-up last year to Billy Horschel. Last year? Right. No, yep. the year before. The year before. I mean, so, yeah, sorry, 21. Yeah. yeah. In 21. And he was an underdog last year. Yeah. So in 20, yeah. So in 21, he was runner up in the match play, stalwart in the Ryder Cup, riding two wins and number one in the world coming into the match play. And he was an underdog. Correct. I love it. <laughs> what? What are y'all? The match play is a completely different thing. Look, okay. Who are you including in y'all, Sterling? Madison and his two brain cells. Listen, look at look at the history of who plays really well in WGC match play. Who who tell tell me one player that you think 
is an underdog going into a match play this year or last year? Tell me one. Wait, what? One, one player that you think is a, is an underdog. Because I, I would say most people would probably say someone like a Matt Kuchar, right? Did you say Matt, Matt Kuchar would be an underdog? Minwoo Lee is an underdog. The, you're talking this year. Did Minwoo Lee, we, <laughs> Min Lee play last year? He did. Did, yeah. did he? Did he play last year? Okay. Must have been a first round knockout. I'm willing to be wrong. Are you going to? Okay. I'm getting upset here. <laughs> I'm, I need to just calm down. Minwoo Lee Wait, played hold on, last what year. This? Hold on, can I'm in not, 2019. Can we also not like say like getting knocked out in the first round is a bad thing? It's a WGC, right? You have to be top 64 in the world. How many Matt or whew, here we go, Mike? Do the math for me real quick. 64 minus 16. What is that? 48. Right. 48. Sure. 48 Six. players had to go home. Can we yeah. please? Be real here for a second. Getting knocked out in the first round is not a bad thing. With pool play, back when they first started it, and it was a pure round of 64 to round of 32 bracket, yeah, then you had chaos. Anybody could get knocked out in the first round because in the top 64 in the world, anybody could beat anybody. But now that you've got pool play and one person moves on out out of four, I think it's so tough to beat that top seed in the pool unless they're just in really, really bad form. Charlie, do you remember who was in Minwoo's uh, pool last year? Of course not. Okay. That's helpful. You want me to look it up? I mean, if you could, just see who was in it. He went 1-1-1 one, one, and one last year. So while you're looking that up, Looking at a couple uh, of the pools this year, Mike, I want uh, I want to get your opinion on this one. So, Tommy Fleetwood, we just talked about. So, this pool has Sung J M, Tommy Fleetwood, J T Poston, and Mav McNeely. Who do you have coming out of there? I've got M. Okay. You could, yeah, I don't see him. I don't see him losing two matches. I really don't. I don't see Fleetwood beating him. I don't see McNeely beating him. Poston could beat him. If Poston gets hot. Poston couldn't putt within within three feet yesterday. I mean, he's I mean, he's he's definitely streaky. But again, I, I'm looking at a lot of these groups. I've got Scheffler coming out of the first group. I've got him coming out of the second. I'm with Sterling. Jay Day comes out of the third. Okay. Uh, real quick, sorry to cut you off, Mike. We yeah, do have Min Willie's group from last year. He had the defending champion in his group. Okay. Which was Billy Ho. Okay, thank you. Thomas Peters, which, you know, last year, you know, he was 26th ranked in the world. Uh, Min Willie, and then Tom Hoagie, who has the course record at the players. So <laughs> let's mean, not act like. Let's not act like getting knocked out in the first round isn't a bad thing. Okay. Because he he's going to, listen, he's going to win. Let me hang on, let me find his pool. Uh, who does he have? He's okay. got Matt Fitzpatrick, who's nursing who's a, fan? a neck who's a fan? injury. He's yep. still ner- nursing a neck injury. Did he make the cut this week? He did not. Yeah. Right. That's like his fourth missed cut this year. Uh, Sahith Begala. 
still recovering from the waste management last year and the travelers. Uh, and JJ Spawn, the last thing he did was win the Valero Texas Open and barely get into the Masters. So you're taking Minwoo out of there. And then so he faces either Xander Shoffley, Tom Hoagie, um, Aaron Wise, or Cam Davis. Yeah, I got him losing to Xander in the round of 16. Okay. All right. So let's go back over to the other side of the bracket real quick. So you've got Victor Hovland coming out of the group of Hovland, Kirk, Siwoo, and Matt Kuchar, correct? Yeah, so why don't we just just do that, right? So we all have Scheffler, correct? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Do we all have Fleetwood? No, no. Mike's got Sungjae. I've got Sungjae. All right, I'm taking Fleetwood. Yeah, I think I might go Fleetwood as well. Sungjae didn't – he was 1-2-0 and oh, uh, last year. I just don't know how it sets up for him, so I might – might take Fleetwood out of there too. And then I have Jason Day. All right. Um, go. All right. Madison has Colin Workout. No, um, I'm not going to go. No, Colin you have workout. to. You have to. That's why. Because I went back listening to episode 10. All right. <laughs> and in episode 10, we were talking about John Rom versus Colin Workout. Who's going to have the better future? And I believe you said Colin Workout. At the time, and boy, have you been wrong! But you're going <laughs> to stick to your guns, all right? Actually, actually I'm going to go Victor Perez. No, you can't. Why? Because you have to take home work. You took him last week. You said you found something. Clearly, yeah. you're wrong there as well. I'm going to Victor Perez. Anyways, moving on to the next one, we've got Victor Hovland, uh, Chris Kirk, Siwoo Kim, Matt Kuchar. I'm going Matt Kuchar out of this one. Matt Kuchar. Matt Kuchar plays well every single year. Look at I the past he- results. I know he does. It's a weird golf course. He's a weird golfer, but now I've got Chris Kirk. I don't believe in Victor Hovland. I just I have this one coming down to a playoff tiebreak or whatever. Um, Victor Hovland versus Chris Kirk, and I have Hovland getting in. I, I think so. the moment's a little too big for for Kirky, even though he just won. Correct. Yep. Honda. Okay. Honda. All right. We all have Homa. Oh, yeah. See, <laughs> Madison was going to say someone else until I, Mike gave the very confident, oh, yeah. Oh, no, and now see, he's... I, I really... Oh, I, no, hold on. I really want... Out. No, no, no. I really want Homa to, to go. I just... It's Kevin Kisner is in that pool. And you know how gritty Kevin Kisner is. He can be playing like he's absolute gotten... garbage. And he still finds a way to, to win and advance in match play. I, I don't know what it is, but... I, I am going to go Homa just because I, I think it's his time anyways. So Kisner, Kisner has had the worst start to his career in a very long time this year. I think he's got no chance. I think he beats maybe one player out of that group and then loses the other two matches to get knocked you, out. You think he beats Justin Suh? I don't know. I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe Hideki. I gotcha. All right. So next pool, we've got Jordan Spieth, Shane Lowry, um, Taylor Montgomery, and Mackenzie Huge. Mackenzie <laughs> Huge. Mackenzie Hughes. Um, we all got Jordan, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Even with the crazy pump fake pre shot routine. Um, hey, Adam Scott for the next down. one, correct? He's calmed that down. He's calmed that down. If you watched him this weekend, actually looked halfway decent, other than. 
flailing one into the uh, pond on 16. But other than that, really looked okay. Um, no, I have uh, Seamus Power. I've got Seamus Power. Group. He's my he's my upset pick. Yeah. On that side, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna ride or die with Adam Scott. My fellow Aussie. I think that's fine. I do not think the winner is coming out of that group anyway, so doesn't matter. All right. Next group is Cantlay, Harmon, Lee, and Taylor. Um, I guess we, I think you got to go Patrick Cantlay, right? Full time. Yeah. Yep. Patrick Cantlay. All right. Moving uh, over we to all have. To... Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Obviously, we're moving on to the other side. Come on. Uh, John yeah. Rahm. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, Corey Connors. Excuse um, me. What did you say? I do think that, actually I do think that group is wide freaking open. Yeah, I do too. But oh, I'm taking you know, uh, Cameron Young got a new caddy on the bag. It could be a Scotty Scheffler effect. No, no. Hold on though, because I think I do have Cam Young, but I think anyone anyone in that group could win it. Really, it depends. I think on anyone that. in the next group could win it. No, no. Anyone in that group could win the group. Right. Yeah. This sorry, that's what I meant as well. All right. So I'm taking uh, Mr. Squares himself, Sepp Straka, out of that that pool. Septic Tank. Yep. Love it. God, what a horrible nickname. <laughs> um, all right. Tony Finau, uh, Kurt Kitayama. Um, Mr. Wawa? Tony Finau can't close? Well. <laughs> um, I got Bazayton out. Really? See those? Bazayton Hoot. Bazayton. Yeah, Bazayton Hoot. All right. Kurt Kitayama. I'm going with the He's project. Been... I don't know who that is. Who is that? Kitayama. Oh, okay. I don't know. I saw Kitayama. Been hanging out with Min Woo Lee. They went to a concert recently. Didn't look like they've been practicing. Oh. I'm going to say he uh, doesn't play well this week. I think his swing is so ugly, it puts everyone else in the group off. <laughs> God. And he wins. They're all, they're, all, they're all watching him thinking, how does this guy even hit the golf ball? Can we talk about how soft the right side of this uh, bracket is? We could talk about that. Yeah, Will Zalatoris in the next one, Ryan Fox, Harris English, and Andrew Putnam. Ryan Fox. What? Ryan Fox. I got big English. Yeah, Ryan I've got Fox Harris English too. I got American English pulling pulling through in that one. Will Zalatoris hasn't played well this year. How is he ranked number seven in the world? Um, and that putting stroke is rated R. <laughs> God. Um so next bracket, Xander, Tom Hoagie, Aaron Wise, Cam Davis. You taking Shoffler out of that one? Yeah, we all got Xander, right? Nope. I do not believe you got, in he's right got now. he's got Tom Hoagie, don't I've you? Got Hoagie. I've got I Hoagie. knew it. I do not yeah. believe in Xander right now. There's feeling feeling hungry for a hoagie, man. Uh, Mike. There's something wrong. I am feeling hungry for a hoagie. All right. This is Sterling's favorite pool here. Fitzpatrick, Thagala, Minwoo, and JJ Spawn. Minwoo Lee. He's riding the wave. He's riding the two iron. This is a course where if they don't get any rain, he could hit a lot of chasers out there. I got Min Woo Lee putting on a ball striking clinic the first three days. The putter was hot at the players. Got a lot of experience, a lot of TV coverage, a lot of fans. Min Woo Lee coming out of group number 11. See, I'm going Sahith on this one. So, uh, Mike, who are you taking? I am just, well, I'm ride or die for Sahith. There's no, there's no common sense. There's no analytics. There's nothing. It's all heart, heart pick. 
Now, this is a guy where you could say, what has he done in match play? College career, they won a national championship. That's match play. Other than that, other than that, nothing. Fitzpatrick has Ryder Cup experience. Min Woo Lee has won a U.S. Junior, USGA Junior Championship. Is that what it's called for the junior? J.J. Spawn. Maybe another U.S. amateur. I feel like he's won something. The Valero. I think he's. I know he's won something, but. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think Sahith has. I think this is his first match play. Or did he play last year? I think. Um, this... Let me just double check. Yeah, let me check real quick. Did he last year? That guy sent from the hill. You said he did? I do not think that. Mm-mm, I don't think so either. He wouldn't have. I don't think he would have been high enough in the world. Even after his top five finish at uh, Waste Management? I don't see him on the list. So Sahith Pagala only made the quarterfinals of the U.S. Amateur. Yeah. Not good enough. Can't play match. Not, play. Yeah, it's not going to cut. Can't, can't play match play. Nope. Yeah. Sorry, sorry still, Sahith. Still sticking with it. Um, we lo- we oh, love you though. We love you. Yeah. So moving on, um, Tyrrell Hatton, Russell Henley, Lucas Herbert, and Ben Griffin, who's been playing some pretty solid golf lately. I'm going to go with Lord Tyrrell himself out of this yeah. bracket here. He's been playing better golf than Ben Griffin. Yeah. But, well, I mean, you have to look. I'm talking about relative golf as far as Ben Griffin's still kind of new on the scene. Just got his promotion. He's been playing pretty consistent. But I think Tyrrell Hatton has has the better game as of late. And then our final group. Um, this one, pretty interesting. Rory McIlroy, Keegan Bradley. Denny McCarthy and Scott Stallings. Talk about wide open. <laughs> so there's been some rumblings on uh, Twitter that Rory McIlroy has gone through some equipment changes. Obviously, we already know there's Vokies in the bag that have been in there for some time, but it sounds like there could be a new or old, a... old driver old in driver? the bag. Yeah, so... Stay tuned for that. I can't wait to see what uh, what he's got on Wednesday. I'm going to be upset if it's just a new driver. If we're hyping up the Rory equipment change that much and it's just him going back to the stealth, I'm going to be a little upset. What would be exciting for you? Going all the way back just to Sim or a different I hope brand? I he's going back to Sim. You a know? covert. A Nike <laughs> that, Vapor. That would be exciting. The blue. Okay, hold the on. The blue and yellow. The blue and yellow. Imagine the sound off that first tee. Imagine the people. Listen, listen. All right, we wake up tomorrow morning, Tuesday. All right, it's Monday. If we didn't say that already, we wake up Tuesday. We're watching on the range. Rory's got a Sasquatch. (laughs) Rory's Rory's got a Sasquatch in the back, and you hear that. (laughs) That would be so sick. Here we go. You hear that Sasquatch sound? You're 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 looking over. You're like. Hang on a second. Is that Tiger from like 2004? What's going on here? Rory and he Paul wins. Man. Could you imagine if Rory comes out with a Nike driver? We got If he's coming out with a Nike driver, it's probably the Cobra from 2014. That was his yeah. best year ever. Right? Yeah. That's the, he, that's he the red out. one. Is that the yeah. red and black one? Yeah, with the um, the, the white uh, insert, the ball or the white, holder, yeah, the ball holder on the back. He comes out with the Cobra, and he wins. It still has the red 
it's got some red So it's still kind of the stealth, maybe. Uh, it'd just be, it'd be so great if that happened. I think the the Sasquatch would be, you know what though, that could be one of those things where it just gets in your your opponent's head so much they're so focused on like, what is he doing? Why does he have the Sasquatch in the bag? Is this and guy then really you playing the field. Sasquatch? Yeah, and think, and he's out driving you. Ooh, yeah. oh my gosh, he's got a, a driver from twenty years ago, and he's out driving you. A square driver from 20 years ago. Bad luck for Keegan Bradley and Strickshawn if that happened. All right. So we have made our picks for the group stage. Let's kind of go through. Did we did we pick one out of that? Yikes. You got to fix your mic. I'm not sure what just happened. Got on, there we echo. go. Did we, did we pick Rory McIlroy out of that one? Is that one we're going with? I yes. think we need to. Just, yes. just so you can see whatever that equipment changes and we can see a little bit more throughout the week, right? Um, right. I just said right. I apologize. I'm sorry. I hate it when Madison says right now because he said it so much. Um, I haven't said okay. it tonight, right? Ooh. Ooh. Was that was that a, just a joke or? Yeah, that was on purpose. All right, you said it a lot, and we'll go back and can we make the intro this week just all the time you say right? So it's just like six or seven rights right off the rip. Yeah, um, if we had uh, if we had a, a sound engineer or something that could actually do all that for us, that'd be that'd be great. A producer, a sound engineer. I mean, producer, sound engineer. Are they not the same? Sure. Right. All right. Let's get into it. The potential biggest matchup on the left side of the bracket. Let's try to get to like the quarterfinals, maybe. So it would be Scotty Scheffler. And I, I think Jason Day. That's what you will. I think that'll be a better match than it looks like on paper. One versus thirty-two. But I think it, I don't. I don't see. I don't see Jay getting. I don't see Jay getting past him. Sorry, Sterling. I just don't. Oh, that's funny. You have to apologize to me. Um, I just think it'd be a good match. I think if Scotty's a little off, Jason Day has to play pretty much the perfect golf all week to have a chance, and the putter has to be hot. He has to go three up through nine. I think he's got a chance, and I think he could take down Scotty Scheffler. Because that would also be, oh, oh no, this isn't good. I'm kind of going back here. Uh-oh. So with, with the match play, they play two rounds Saturday, two rounds on Sunday. That's right. The round of 16 would be in the morning. The quarterfinals would be in the afternoon. I'm taking it back. I'm going to say Scotty Scheffler beats Jason Day. Jason Day cannot play. 36 holes in one day. Does Jason Day wind up getting manipulated by a physio? At Maybe some he point. catches vertigo again. At some point. Ooh. Ooh. Don't. Wow. Don't even. Really going into the vault. But yeah. honestly, let's Love shout it. out to Ellie. Ellie Day. Um, great mother. Uh, so moving on. Max Homa. And a potential Patrick Cantlay doesn't really excite me that much. Any thoughts? I think that when Max rolls through it. Yeah, I think it's still going to be Max. Talk about the people's. Well, this would could this was in the group stage. A Max Homa Kevin Kisner playoff in group stage would be amazing just for the people in general. Okay, uh, moving on here. A Minwoo Lee. And potentially a Rory. Could you listen? Listen here. 
Minwoo takes down Xander Shoffley in the round of 16. Okay? He's younger. He's got more ball speed than Rory. He takes down Rory McIlroy Saturday afternoon to move on to the semifinals. If yeah. that happens, we're going to have a second podcast. You're going to – what episode is this? Episode 36? This is probably 38. 37, 38. There's going to be a 38.5. You'll hear from us Saturday night. Maybe just Madison and myself. Maybe just myself. We'll put it out. All right. I'm just the only one talking now. Here we go. Uh, potential John Rom. And I mean, John Rom's got it absolutely made. Yeah. So you still think, think Minwoo is getting past Rory, which he's not. Oh, no, he's not. It's not. But I'm saying it'd be absolutely amazing. Oh, it will be. So if you look at just the, the John Rom, The John Rom path is so nice. I mean, I, I just like, no one table. scares me up there. The table is set. The table is totally set. You know who scares me the most in that, like, kind of section? Is? Is the reason that John Rom withdrew last, or two weeks ago. What was it a stomach bug or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you think the stomach bug is the only maybe the only thing on tour that can beat him? It may be. Not not on tour, but in his little section there, yeah. I mean, I, I'd be shocked if someone else besides John Rom made to the semifinals from that like section. I'd be shocked if anyone from that side of the bracket makes it to the finals other than him. Yeah. Of course, I got him picked to win, so I should be shocked if anyone beat him. Yeah, I think he's healthy and he's grumpy, and he's going to go out there. and. Why is he grumpy? Why do you I say he that? Plays, he plays his best golf when he's kind of grumpy, when he's kind of pissed off, when he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, but he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. He shouldn't be upset. He shouldn't be grumpy. He's the oh, number think, two I think player in the find, world. I think he'll find a reason. I think that he'll invent a reason. Okay, find a I like that. Light. You know, it's a you know, and I took that personally. I I think that he, I think that when he gets that, when he gets in that mode, forget it, forget it, set it, and forget it. Look, I love that take, Mike. I love that. It's like oh, like I'm trying to think. Oh, like Ricky Fowler was talking, you know, a little bit of smack in the locker room. Yeah, I'm gonna take him down this week. I love that. So, who do we see as our championship matchup? I've got Rom Scheffler. There's just Ooh. there's it, no way that actually no happens, chocolate. right? That, no, there that, is no way it happens, but I can't. The PJ Tour would dream of that. I can't yeah, that's a wet that's a wet dream for the PJ Tour right now. I mean that, that it wouldn't get any better for them. One versus two. Okay, one versus two for the championship. Who's the consolation? Because for some reason they do a consolation match. I, I guess because there's not enough coverage or I've there wouldn't got, be enough yeah. shots. Yeah, I've got Homa McElroy. I've got Homa. Hatton. Oh my gosh! Could you imagine a Scotty Scheffler John Rom final, and then a constellation match between Max Homa and Rory McIlroy? Would watch, will watch. Yeah. All right, Mike. So you got you got Texas playing Houston in the Elite Eight. No. Yes. Right, because they're in the same. Is that where they meet? I think so. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm going to say yes. That's plausible. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lock it in and say yes for sure. Right? right. They're going to they're they're playing Sunday 
at three o'clock. But you have John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Max Homa, Roy McIlroy teeing off at two o'clock. Also on Sunday. YouTube Are you going to double you double screen in it? YouTube TV multi view. Good man. Go ahead and slide us the uh, login information. We appreciate it over here at Two and One Golf. I am currently without cable. Currently without YouTube or any other uh, TV subscription. So uh, we appreciate it. Oh, okay. So you've got in a perfect world, you've got Scheffler and Rom. Who takes it all? Rom. Rom's got that dog in him, man. Just like I said in episode 10, and you also said this in episode 10, he's got some grit, yep. but you still took calm work out. Um, but yeah, John Rome. I think he does too, because I, I think for him, you know, obviously he loses world number one. He wants it back. Um, would he get it back if he if it goes one, two, and he wins? I think he'd still, still be second, but I think being able to, I, if I mean, he I wins know. this week, he has to get it back. There's no way he doesn't. I don't know what the point differential is right now. I don't, That's what I don't I'm saying. care what the point differential if, is. Yeah, if, if, Sheff, if he plays Scheffler... Because you'd be a one-two finish, so it depends on how much world golf ranking points you'd get. If John Rahm plays Scotty Scheffler in the finals and wins and he doesn't become world number one, then, I mean, we've already got issues with OWGR, but it'd be more issues. It's almost like Let's not forget... FIA. Let's not forget who John Rahm lost to in that Ryder Cup. That's right. Oh, but Scotty Scheffler's an underdog heading into this match. I can't. That's why I think Rahm's got unfinished business. All right, so Scotty Scheffler has 533 points right now. John Rahm has 415. All right, perfect. So you can catch him. Because we know how that works, right? I don't know why you're bringing up the points. Like, we can sit here and calculate it. I'm just saying, you know, if it was like 533 to 520, then yeah, I'd say, oh, that, that does make a lot of sense. No, because we it's still wouldn't like, know. We still wouldn't know. No, I mean, it's... We don't, I, no, we wouldn't know. You know, because it's like five versus four, but we're also just going to add, you know, 530, whatever you just said, yeah. 400, whatever you just said. So, like, we don't know how it works. No, we're just... I don't think anyone does. So that's that's what you've got, John Rom. I know, that Mike, that's your pick. Sterling, are you going to echo echo that? John Rom takes it all. You know, I took Jason Day early in this uh, in this show, but now realizing that they play multiple days of thirty six holes, if you're going to win, uh, I don't think his body can hold up. So I'm going to switch. And Mike, since he won the players, and we didn't make pick for the Valspar, um, and and you're taking John Rom, I am going to take. Min Wooly, just to ride with my dogs. So is are we taking a, picking an actual winner this week? Because I think some of us might have the same winner. Or are we looking at what you does your bracket do overall? No, we're taking a winner and you can't have the same winner. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I wanted to take John Rom though. No, you didn't you should have performed better at the players. You took Colin Morkawa, it didn't work out for you. Who did you take again? I took Rory. Oh, that's right. Was he there that weekend? I don't think I saw him. Um, no, that's fine. How about this? I'll, I'll I'll pick third. You can pick second. Go ahead. Take Min Wu. No, I'm not going to take Min Wu for right, an over, exactly. for the overall winner. No. Um, I don't know. I don't think no, he's okay. going to get it done. But who's your what, favorite golfer? I don't have a favorite golfer. 
pick one right now because I'm tired of this oh, negative. No, 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 I'm no, tired. No. I'm tired of this Minwoo Lee slander because he's my favorite golfer. Is Justin Rose in the field? Hang on a second. He decided not to. He decided not to play this week. That's fine. Get your rest. We're 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 coming for the Masters. Um, but Minwoo Lee, my favorite player in this field, and you just all right. You here hate we go. On him. So I, I don't need hate on you. Him. I need you to make a pick. That way, when that player doesn't perform, I can come back at you like you come at me from Minwoo Lee. All right, I'll go Max Homa then. Pick the top five player in the world. This guy. Why Max Homa? He's he's a a man of the people. Yeah, I, I guess you are the people. The huh? What? Who they, who they play against, Mike? Uh, yeah, oh, okay. a bunch of plumbers and firemen. But hey, hey, hey listen to this. All right, Let the international team who which Minwoo couldn't make that team. So, Just I will that? say, I will say though. Remember when we were walking back from the Presidents Cup on Sunday? And we watched mm. Max Homa drain that putt, and the crowd went wild. Remember that? Sure. We have it on video. If you, yeah, if we you have it on Instagram. It, it's, like, it's got yeah. forty-three thousand views or whatever. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Max Homa. If I have to pick a favorite player for for you, Sterling, All I'll right. go Max Homa. So Max Homa's gonna lose to Hideki Matsuyama this week in group stage. <laughs> no, I, I got I got Homa still making it out though, but then losing to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe can't live. All right. So you're taking Max Homa this week, then, correct? I'll take Max Homa this week. I think it's going to, I think it might be sneaky good for him. But yeah, I'll lock it in. And then just so we have everyone's favorite golfer, uh, Mike, are you riding with uh, Eduardo? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Francesca. (laughs) The other brother. The other brother. The caddy. You're riding with the caddy this week. Oh yeah, totally. So wait, are we picking our dark horses? Is Molinar is not even in the field? Exactly. So yeah, I'll take him as my dark horse. Very dark. <laughs> not even starting. That's out. Uh, okay, so that's your your dark horse somehow. Um, more like a uh, no, unicorn, the Gala, I guess. The Gala yeah. is my the Gala is my dark horse. There it is. Again, that's the hard pick. That's the hard pick. All right, so out of this field, you're taking John Rom. Mm-hmm. I don't remember he ever talking about Fleetwood though in the beginning. Like, where does all this like Fleetwood love? I come think from? this was the episode. Madison, was this the episode that you and I did? I believe it was. The, yeah, the Sterling. Uh, I took a nap on. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. On, that's yeah. on me. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where that happened. Yeah, and it, I wouldn't say it was it was Fleetwood love. It was just. You know, you look at a player like Tommy Fleetwood, who clearly can win on DP World Tour and even events that are, I guess, co-sanctioned events, he can win. But when it's U.S. soil, he just can't figure it out. He can't get it done. And this was just a, another another example of that. You I think do he, like he's got I'll it. And I think he's a great player. I think he's a before. I don't know how to say this, but I think before Colin Morikawa came out, who kind of became like the one of the best ball strikers on tour? Tommy Fleetwood was. Tommy Fleetwood yeah, would. I mean, he was short off the tee, shorter off the tee than a lot of guys, but he really could get around with his irons. 
But back then, it was the putter that just never would work for him. Yeah, I mean, there was that time for a while he was your favorite ball striker's favorite ball striker. But, uh, you know, then a lot of personal stuff going on. And, you know, you hope that you hope that that's, you know, he's kind of made peace with that. And that, you know, I, I want to see him. I want to see him succeed. I want to see him succeed. Yeah, I, where is I that, love Sam. Where is that from? He's your ball strikers. Your favorite, favorite. ball strikers, favorite ball Yeah, striker. but it's like something else, right? Your He's favorite your rapper's favorite. Fa- your favorite. Yeah, I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Yeah, who said that? Um, isn't that uh is that cheesy? I, I don't know. I've heard it before. Yeah. That's I, good I though. That's, yeah. I like that. Uh I did try the Fleetwood drill um today. And it's very difficult. And I think I'm going to try it every day this week. 30 shots, Fleetwood drill, um, and see how it goes. So, Sterling, what for the folks at home, what is the Fleetwood drill? So, geez, this is going to be kind of hard to explain um, in an audio format. But basically, the Fleetwood drill is you take a golf ball, right? at the driving range, put it down. You put an object on the outside of the golf ball. You take an alignment stick and put it on the inside of the golf ball, running towards your target. And then another alignment stick is matching your shaft um, at impact or at address. Um, So those the shaft matching the shaft. (laughs) Jeez. Um, Did I say shaft twice just now? You did. Sorry, the alignment stick matching the shaft is parallel. And then obviously the other one's on running towards target. And basically you are trying to, well, for me, I'm a very shallow in to out player. I'm trying to keep the club head above that shaft. Um, And then obviously you don't want to hit the shaft that's running towards your target or the object on the outside of the golf ball for a pure strike. Um, it's my first day doing it. So, geez, this is really tough to explain, but the shaft on the ground, um, isn't as close to the golf ball and the object isn't as close to the golf ball as Fleetwood has it, but you know, I'm working on it. And what I've noticed so far is that, like I said, I'm very shallow. I'm very inside. Um, and my strike is a little bit more off the toe because I was catching that uh, alignment stick on the way down, the one on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I did it with a nine iron, 30 shots, definitely a toe mark on the club. I don't know. We'll see. I got a tournament on Monday uh, at Royal New Kent, which Ooh. you guys love. Don't there you go. Why, don't ask me why I signed up for that. But yeah, we'll see. I'm going to do it every day leading up to the tournament. And we'll see if I improve it all. What event do you have? It's an MAPGA event. It's a pro nice. pro. So it's a best ball, two man, two man best ball tournament. Well, now that you've seen the course recently, you got a strategy. Um, no, I don't have a strategy at all for Roland New King because I don't think it's a tournament golf course. But like I said, I don't know why I signed up for it, but here we are. So, Putwell. Putwell, yeah, that's the key. Find, find the right tier. You don't have to hit fairways. Keep the ball in play and putwell. 
and pray your partner is in the hole when you're out of the hole. Yeah. Well, exciting week coming up. Like I said, a lot of golf Wednesday through Sunday, um, plus basketball. It's, it's just a, it's a great week. Um, Mike, earlier in the show, you said this is one of the biggest weeks in sports. Madison, do you agree with that statement? I mean, are you talking pure volume of sports on TV? Then, yeah, I do. But no, I mean, March Madness is is insane. So, yeah, I'd say it's probably one of the biggest weeks. You talk about Super Bowl. It's one of the biggest days in sports. But, I mean, March Madness is is weeks of just... Week, yeah. I mean, kids just literally leaving it all on the floor trying to win. So, yeah, I'd say it's... it's you think Purdue left it all weeks. on the floor out there? They left something on the floor out there. Yeah, they're pride. Um, so I want to ask this question now. Is the is is March Madness a top five sporting event? Because I don't think it is. Whoa. All right, you ready? Here's my list. Super Bowl. World Cup. Well, hold on a second. Before wait, 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 you wait, hold on, on before wait, you get wait, back. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, hold on. Hold on. I don't think that you can pull in the – I think you've got to compare apples to apples. It's got to be events that happen every year. Every year, yeah. You can't You can't do that. <laughs> just we're go with the – Go, with, flag the, on that one, go with the rest of your list. Let's hear Let's hear the rest of it just to just to kind of see. But that one I, I want to throw an asterisk on. But kind of stuff now. I don't know what to say. All right. <laughs> uh, here we go. Maybe it makes it in the five spot. <laughs> um, all right. What did I say first? Uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Um, I think the NBA Finals is bigger than March Madness. Hmm. I don't know if it's number two on my list, but I'm going to say the NBA Finals. Um, we'll go... Thing. I see. I was gonna. I was gonna throw the Olympics in there. I was definitely, <laughs> I was definitely throwing. You know, those four. You only see it once every four years. Uh, I'll throw the Masters in there. I think the Masters. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so that's three. Uh, I don't know if the World Series is bigger than March Madness at this point. Not anymore. Baseball. Oh, man, baseball is... now. Yeah, yeah, back. Yeah, back in your day, maybe. Yeah. Um, Back before electricity. Yeah. It was a Babe Ruth was the mm-hmm. yeah. Was a man. Yeah. Um so what am I? I'm at Super Bowl Finals, NBA Finals, the Masters. Uh man. I need some help now. I'm stuck. You guys no, so like okay. You guys <laughs> I don't know. you ruined my list because I was definitely would you, gonna would go you say the, Stanley Cup? Hell NHL no. playoffs. Well, I mean, Hell I'm just no. I'm throwing, I'm trying to throw you a lifeline out there. What Hockey's else you got? It was the absolute worst lifeline you could have possibly picked. Well, I'm just saying, but I think here's here's my thing with it, right? The Masters, it's it's a lot more of just pure golf fans. There are a lot of casual fans that will watch as well, just because that's the one thing that you know of, right? I mean, if it comes to golf, like oh yeah, the Masters, but I think March Madness, you have more people that have probably never watched basketball in their life that are filling out brackets and watching games because it's going on at their office. It's going on at school. It's doing something. 
So that's why I think it's such a big sporting event overall, because so many people are involved in it that may never watch a second of college basketball before. I think people fill out the bracket, but then they don't really watch the games. They'll be like, oh, UVA just lost to who? Herman? So like, I don't I don't think um, you fill out the bracket, you see the highlights. Uh, I don't think you actually watch the games. Maybe. But like yeah, what I game, do, I, what, I, what so game did we, you watch this week? How are we defined? I watched Tennessee and Duke. I watched um, Kansas, what was the score, Arkansas. What was the score of that game? Um, Tennessee won by. You can just make a number up because I didn't watch. I don't know. They they won by a couple. Kansas lost by one, seventy two, seventy one to Arkansas. Heartbreaker. Uh, you watched that whole game. Mm-hmm. Why? Why not? Number one seed. Is that supposed to mean something? Because Purdue lost, like I said. I, I mean, Kansas. okay. Well, okay. So it's like you know you you're watching John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler, like the best player. In the pool, you're watching their their games. You're watching their you, round. Am I watching John Rom versus Scotty Scheffler? Because those are the best two players in the world right now. If, no. I don't know who like the what like Houston versus Alabama. Like I would watch that game, but I'm not going to watch Kansas, who's supposed to absolutely, you know, rip but apart Arkansas. But, it's Mar- but that's the whole thing. It's March Madness. That's why there's you watch. there's that's no why you watch. There is no oh the one seed should win. It, I mean, look at Purdue. Look at Fanduel. Now, what's, is, great, what's great about is, the fact when you've got multiple, especially in the early rounds, when you've got multiple games going on, there's usually always a game worth watching. That's what's so great about, especially the early rounds, is that you could have, there's four games going on. You could have three duds, but you've got one crazy upset happening. And you see that score in the upper right corner, and you're like, wait a minute, what is happening in the Purdue game? And then you flip over to that, and you see, you know, you see history being made again. And I think that's that's what makes it incredible. Honestly, for me, it's kind of the middle rounds that lose, that lose momentum mm-hmm. in March Madness because you've only got one game at a time going, and if it's not any good, there's nothing else. You know, there's no other game in the tournament to flip to. But uh, yeah, the early rounds of the early rounds of the NCAAs are great. But I will say for me, the best week in sports is Final Four into Masters. Yep. So, yeah, and I think that's really kind of when I pick back up. So yeah. Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight are kind of you know can take them or leave them. Once it gets to the Final Four, obviously that's when you kind of refocus again. But yeah, I mean the the first two rounds are huge because you still can get so many, so many upsets in there. You get so many upsets, so many stories, but then that last week of final four in the masters one year, I got to go to the Monday practice round at the masters. So we were there in Augusta, watch the practice round. And then we're there at this huge outdoor sports bar. They've got like 50 TVs showing the finals game. Uh, that could have been, you know, next to my marriage and the birth of my kids. That could have been <laughs> quite honestly. This is going to be one of those episodes that you don't play out loud. Um, yeah, hey, I, I to... said I said next to my marriage and the birth of my kids. Okay? Yeah, but I mean this this week as a whole. So take Sunday for example, right? For for sports fans, 
So you've got March Madness on TV. Valspar can take it or leave it. Live can take it or leave it. Formula One. There's so there was so much going on on Sunday. It was just one thing after another. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, it, it was a great week in sports. Not too many other times you can you can say that. I forgot uh, to tell you all. I will be at the Masters this year. That's <laughs> what. Yeah, my uh, my You're buddy gonna... Noah Wheeler. My buddy Noah Wheeler and uh, I are going to Alabama. We're just going to drive right by. So you're going to be in the zip code, not on the grounds. We're going to go by Magnolia Lane. Okay, cool. Just to take look at some, it real quick. Take some photos. Maybe I get in. I don't know. Do you want to take the drone? Maybe throw it up over there. I don't, is that that's probably oh, they shoot that thing down in a heartbeat. So fast. <laughs> I'm sure Jay's over there. Like, what is that up there? Yeah. Jay, those, Fred, those, those, Fred Ridley. Those, they probably got surface-to-air missiles on top of the uh, on top of the clubhouse. You know those birds you hear every year? They're not real birds. They're like little drones or something. Yeah, they're gonna take me out of the air as soon as I get uh, connected to the uh, Wi-Fi or whatever. Yeah, as soon as you're up there. But all right, so that's gonna do it for us this week. Make sure you check out all of the socials: two and one or two and one golf, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, two and one golf.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.